And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, even as Peter was speaking, we're in the book of Acts, even as Peter was speaking, here is a significant first point to understand that we're going to get into. God does not care nearly as much about procedures as you or as I do. You would think that the Lord would be kind enough to let Peter finish his sermon. After all, he's pouring out his heart and faith into these people. Newsflash, God does not care nor wait when he wants to accomplish something. Isn't that amazing? Next, here's the second significant point to understand. While Peter is speaking, okay, while he's speaking, the Holy Spirit falls upon those listening. The Holy Spirit comes after the gospel in this case. In other cases, the Holy Spirit comes before the gospel. Titus 3.10, he saved us by cleansing with new birth, spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit. That's the modified, amplified version. Psalm 10.17 says, Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble, humble, and thou will prepare their heart. And finally, the third point, the book of Acts is not, uh uh-oh, this is the controversy, is not sequential regarding how the gospel comes to people. I know people want to make it that way, but that's not how it is. Even Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and Genesis 2, it goes backwards. Stop doing that. It's not even anywhere in Scripture. The book of Acts is not sequential regarding how the gospel comes to people. That's up to God, not our man-made order forms. In Acts 19, the disciples didn't have the Holy Spirit until after they were baptized, not during their salvation response. The Holy Spirit comes after the gospel too. So let's not let's not try to box God in for how salvation must happen. Oh yeah, the proof of the Holy Spirit was tongues in Acts chapter 10, pouring out for the Gentiles. So for those that can't stand that, uh, get over it. The whole thing is up to God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Noive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 
214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that phone call to 972-445-0770, an awesome experience awaits you as you will end up talking to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, let me tell you what that's like. That's like having your neighbor knock on your door and give you an envelope, and you open up the envelope, and you realize that this is a ministry check, but somebody delivered it to the wrong address, and your neighbor brought it over to you, and he didn't even know what it was, and you open it up and went, wow! Yeah. No, but that was good, right? That happened last night. Somebody neighbor came across. He's at, we're at 113 in one street. He's at 113 the next street. Comes over, knocks on the door, brand new neighbor. Here you go. This is yours. They delivered to me. I'm like, okay, thank you. Look, oh, it's a donation. Yay! <laughs> for us. No, for the ministry. It was unbelievable. I know. I was really happy about that. Anyhow, here's the bottom line. If you've got, we just, this is what we do, folks. You might as well just get used to it. If you've got a question, a comment, a thought, if you've got an opinion on something, it's not about kvetch fetching. It's not about, right? Every one of us has complained enough for a lifetime, no matter how old you are. Even if you're young, yep, you've already complained enough. Doesn't matter. Here's what it's for. Encourage one another. Bless one another. Speak to one another. Share with one another. Hey, I'm really going through a tough time. Need some prayer. Hey, I had this happen. This is just a fantastic testimony. I just want to share it. Remember, every victory acknowledged. Don't get away from that. Don't walk away from that so fast. Every time the Lord does something cool, and you know it's the Lord, give the glory where glory is due and recognize and honor the Lord in the process. If you've got a prayer request, a praise report, or anything you want to share, reach out to us. We'll be glad to help you. Here's your trivia question. Super duper easy. Let's see, super duper easy. Do not look this up if you are driving, though. Fair enough? Okay. The Book of Romans has how many chapters? There you go. Book of Romans has how many chapters? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Yeah, well, if you, if, you, if you don't know it and you look it up in your Bible, that's fine. Okay. That, because then that's the whole point is yeah. to get people to do stuff like that. See what I'm saying? All right. You see, we work it as a team. You see how that goes? People are going, well, Romans, well, I know it's more than one. <laughs> you know, I'm not making fun of you guys. I'm just having fun. That's uh, substantially different. Uh, when I'm making fun of you, you'll absolutely know. <laughs> there won't be any doubt in your mind whatsoever. Uh, do not forget to pray for us. Of course, uh, finances, we need uh, help with our finances. That's kind of important. We're talking about the book of Romans, right? Romans. So you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans, Paul's first 
major and most theological book by 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 a long term. We, we are going to teach that. I, I will say this though. I just want to make sure you guys understand this. This particular book is uh, just. I mean, we will easily spend two years teaching this book. Just to give you an idea. All right, uh, we covered that. We covered that. We covered that. All right. So now I'm going to ruin everybody's day or theology. Oh, wait, somebody's calling in. Ooh, save the day. Save the day. You're saving everybody's theology for a little bit. That's a good good call. Uh, somebody's calling in on the triv question. We do have somebody ready to answer it. So let's have them uh, sent on over. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. Yes. Yes. Hey, Gary. This is Gary. How are you? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We Remember, audience, you need to be praying for our brother Gary. He needs healing. He's not messing around. He wants the Lord to heal him. That's it. Don't don't try and make it better or worse. Just, Lord, heal our brother Gary, right? In and I'm Jesus. making a move here. I'm moving to another apartment in the complex where I live in uh Want it to go pretty smoothly. Yeah. Oh, good. Let's pray for that real fast, too, okay? Are you, are you okay. moving? When are you moving? Like next couple of days? Uh, yes, tomorrow. I'm moving across the hallway. Okay. Well, I know, but still, moves are... The, yeah, it's the, still the, a hassle. It's the least, one of my least... <laughs> so, I so dislike it. We won't discuss that on the air. Uh, let's just pray for that, though. Lord, we just lift up our brother just... Lord, he's not going far, but please just let it be simple. With all the things that transfer over and all the stuff and all the, the place that he's going, just let the new place be great. Let it have a, just that much more life in it and let him just be blessed in the process and be really blessed that it's not overwhelming in any capacity. We pray for him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely, brother. Let us know how that goes. All right. Book of Romans, okay? How many chapters? 16. That is correct, Amanda, sir! Exactly right. And uh, while there's a, a thousand different outlines for it, because there are really are like a thousand outlines for the Book of Romans that people want to use, it's just phenomenal, a phenomenal piece of writing if you've never read it. It's probably one of the most masterful writings I think I've ever read. In my life, you like Romans a lot. Yeah, I, I love I love six, seven, and eight, and I love I don't I don't aspire that you know uh, Paul's talking about positionally. I think he's talking about practically and experientially in six, seven, and eight. So I mean, I just look at that and think that's me. <laughs> that's what I think. I think I'm just dying here, Lord. What can you do? Oh, the Holy Spirit can help me. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, I'll keep praying for all of you. All right, brother. Thank you so much. You're a blessing okay. for us, and we Thank appreciate you. you. All right. God bless you. Bye bye. Love our brother. All right. So, all right. Let's do this. So now I want to. I want to. And I'm going to take a little extra moment here because I because why not? I mean, that would be the answer to that question. Great job by Gary, by the way. Thank you, Gary, and pray for him. All right. So I want you to catch this: that Peter is preaching. If you have been in a church and your uh, pastor is preaching, most of you know, depending on the size of the church, uh, try to keep pretty quiet, right? And if there's a, typically if there's a baby that's crying, maybe the mom will get up or do something, you know, kind of, or they'll have a cry room or whatever the case may be because we want to quiet, right? Because in our society, and let's be honest about it, when somebody's preaching, uh, it's kind of like a teacher in college, you know, if you've got to pay attention. 
intent. You got there's got to be a sense of respect, whatever the case may be. Listen to this in Acts chapter ten, where in verse it's basically it's verse uh, I think it's forty four. Here's what the text says: Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the message. Okay, now just there's so much in that verse you can't even believe it. But the first thing I want to point out is that while we are very respectful of the pastor's time and you shouldn't make noise to be distracting, who would disagree with that? God does not care if the pastor finishes the sermon in order to get done what he wants to get done. Now, you know who cares, right? The pastor. <laughs> just I'm just being honest. The pastor. I've been in preaching situations where I, you know, where stuff is happening and I'm like, I've got to finish. It's like you want to finish because you're closing out your thoughts on something you're communicating. Radio is a little different because I get to close it faster, quicker. It's it's easier to do. But a long sermon, a sermon that's 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, or 50 minutes, you want to have conclusion to it. Guess what did not happen for Peter? The conclusion the way he would have pre- The Lord didn't even ask. God didn't say, hey, Peter, speed it up. Here I come. (laughs) You see, that's the Lord. The Lord's not asking anybody's permission. It's like, well, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. Don't stop saying that. Unless it's absolutely spelled out in Scripture, like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him, and that there's one mediator between God and mankind. It's the man Christ Jesus. In other words, unless it's so spelled out, there's no way. In this case, he's teaching. He's preaching. I, I bet it's it's going great because they're all so eager to hear him. The house is full. Uh, Cornelius has all his relatives there. What a great time. What a great experience. And he's preaching away, and he's telling them about Jesus, and he's giving them the gospel. Remember what we said about this. He makes it. I mean, he does a great job. There's peace with God through Jesus Christ. Bam, that's the gospel. And there he is. Bam, bam, bam. And while he's talking, God goes, my turn. And the problem with that is that we all think, well, he could have waited. See, that's the problem. We all think he could have waited. This is God's gospel. (laughs) This is God's. It's his message. He delivers it the way he wants. He moves upon people the way he wants. He doesn't ask anybody's permission. He doesn't care about our theological box. Poured out his Holy Spirit while Peter was speaking. Okay. God said, you're done. Stop talking. Okay. Uh, All right, folks, we'll take our break right there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. 
It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I promise you after this and the next segment, you will scratch your head and go, I got to look at this stuff more closely. I just promise you, I promise you, don't get mad at me. I didn't write the book. Okay, here we go. Here's your trivia question. Who does James suggest will be judged more strictly than others? Who does James suggest will be judged more strictly than others? If you think you know, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David at he must increase.org. You have that opportunity because I have these jokes in my hand, and I can promise you they are only funny to me. Okay? But nonetheless, they are funny. <laughs> I know it's so hard, right? Okay, this first one is an insulting one. Can I say that again? I'm going to say it to you so that you are not unaware that this is an insulting one. Did you hear me? I can't stress that enough. Okay? It is a joke. Okay? All right. 
Question, why do some men think Peter denied Jesus? Answer, Jesus healed his mother-in-law. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> if you can't laugh at that, there's something wrong. Okay. Uh, interrupted by the sound of the bell announcing the end of the class, the professor was annoyed to see the students noisily preparing to leave, even though he was in the middle of his lecture. Hey, we were just talking about this. He said, just a moment, class. He said, I have a few more pearls to cast. You see? Pearls to cast because, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to give you that one. The minister had a special file drawer for his bills. It was labeled due, D-U-E, unto others. Due unto others. You see. Okay. <laughs> All right. When a pastor was asked to comment on the new administrative assistants he had hired, he replied, she's the one, she's what one might call a biblical secretary. She uses the seek and you shall find method. We're gonna crash on these. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that uh, the D thought they were very funny. The first one was funny. No, I, I gotta give me some more sounds real quick. Um, they were all right. Yeah, they were okay. The first one was good though, right? Yeah, do unto others. Oh, that's a good one too. All right. <laughs> people are listening. Going, what is wrong with you people? Everything. What's wrong with you? You're listening to the show. Yeah, this is this is how we do it. Uh, what? Uh, who does James suggest will be judged more strictly than others? Does make that very specific. I think that's three or James three or James four. Let's see, James three is tongues. The tongue. James four has three or four. Uh, this is escaping me right now. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. It's the number to call. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three is the text. David, he must increase. Dot org is the email. It's going to take a few extra seconds to teach us. Don't get upset. There's nothing wrong with uh, your, your, your radio or anything like that. Going back to verse 44 in Acts chapter 10, it says this. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the message. So I want you to understand and why this is important, because what one of the teachings is in the in certain circles, even some of the best teachers and even the ones I love are like the Holy Spirit came out on everybody in Acts chapter 2, 4 after they were saved. But then in, in as you can see, while the gospel's being preached in, in Acts chapter 10, the Holy Spirit comes out while the gospel is being preached. Therefore, the, the Holy Spirit always accompanies the gospel, and the evidence of that is they're speaking in tongues at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I'm not, I didn't write this. You say, well, how can you say it's wrong? Because in Acts chapter 19, after they heard the gospel— then, they were believers, but they believed in John's baptism. Then they heard the gospel, and they said yes. And then they were baptized. And then the Holy Spirit fell out. So in that case, in Acts 19, the Holy Spirit comes upon them after baptism. In this case, it comes out while they're talking. In Acts chapter 2, it came out while they were sitting there. And people are like, well, it's got to be a, a specific method or a theology because it doesn't seem like that would be the right way to go about it. Let me, let me give you the words of Jesus and you tell me how this sounds to you. John chapter 3, verse 
8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone born of the Spirit. You can't make it any more clear than Jesus did that saying, hey, how the Holy Spirit lands on people is different. And you think, well, wait a minute, what does that got to do with the Acts chapter 2 verse, you know, where the Holy Spirit falls on them? Acts chapter 2 verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing, mighty wind. That's how. And so the wind is described by Jesus as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes when he wants. He falls on people when he wants. It's like, well, it's got to be a pattern. It doesn't got to be a pattern about anything. The disciples in chapter 2, they believed. They received the Holy Spirit prior, but not the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's the one thing we do know. But then you get to Acts chapter 10. The Holy Spirit comes with the gospel. Then you get to Acts chapter 19. The Holy Spirit comes after the gospel and after they're baptized. In each case, speaking in tongues was a part of it. It's like, well, does that have to be a part of it? No. The Bible says in one place that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they started to speak the word of God boldly. Well, what has to accompany it? God. <laughs> that is what accompanies salvation. God. And some people are like so open and ready, and when they get saved, they want everything right then. They're just able to do it. Some people, it takes a time. Some people have an event. I don't get it must be this, it must be a baptism, or it must be this, or it must be this. Stop doing the must-bes, okay? That's the problem. The problem with the church is that it takes a position and says it must be this or it must be this. You guys tell that to God? Well, I don't accept it because it doesn't fit my theology. Well, congratulations. You know, that and a wet noodle will give you a wet noodle. I'm trying to make that as clear as possible. God will pour out his Holy Spirit the way he wants, when he wants, how he wants. It must accompany the gospel. Don't tell those guys in Acts 19. Well, it's got to come after. Don't tell those guys in Acts chapter 10. Don't you think that's there for all of us? I do. I think it's there for all of us. And so as you go to that text, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the message. In this case, when they, when they heard the message, the Holy Spirit came out. Wow, cool. How awesome. Verse 45, the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. And there could be no doubt about it, for they heard them speaking in tongues. Oh, but that's just something that happened back then. It happened again in Acts 19. It's just ridiculous to say stuff like that. Here's the key to the text. The Lord pours out his Holy Spirit how he wants, when he wants, in whatever fashion he wants, in whatever amount he wants. And it doesn't matter if you don't like that he does something different for somebody else because he doesn't care. God is God. And it's important for us to grasp that. Listen to this passage, okay? Titus 3.10, he saved us by the cleansing, cleansing the uh, cleansing the new birth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. So we're saved by the new birth, by being born again, by the Holy Spirit. And it's God who does the preparations on the hearts and tells people where they're going to land or how it's going to land. Thou hast heard the desire of the humble, and thou will prepare their hearts. Only God knows how to coordinate that, not man. So we share God's message and let God do what God does. Does he always heal? No. Do you stop praying for healing? No. Do you, do, you, do you always get people saved when you witness? No. Do you stop witnessing? No. It's like, yeah, okay. That's called surrender. 
surrender to God. He is in charge. Now, if you have a flavor and you like it, cool. Just don't diss anybody who doesn't agree with you. That's inappropriate. All right, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Brother Ace, I am so glad you called. I was thinking about you. I was praying. I was, man, I haven't heard from my brother in such a long time. I'm so, so, so blessed you called. I am. I just want to tell you, thank you for calling. I've been listening. I just uh, leaving the airways open for new new people to come in. I I appreciate you. I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and how much I love you in the Lord, okay? I, I feel the same way. I, I wish there was more than I could do. Yeah. And I oh. think I'll be able to do a little more later. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, well, we love you. We love the ministry. It's, uh, it's uh, A-OK. It's, it's A-OK. I love it. That's a nice way to say it, brother. All right. Now, you're going to have to help everybody. You're going to have to help these people because, you know, James, like these people, they're going to be judged more strictly, maybe a little more strictly. Who is he talking about? Well, if somebody told me the wrong gospel, I wouldn't like that. So I say teachers. That is correct, Amanda! You are right, sir, and that the teachers will be judged more. And you know what's amazing is there's uh, – it's kind of funny. It's actually – it's James 3, 1, I think. And it's – what's funny about it is as somebody who teaches – now, I don't teach in the same capacity that like a pastor is, but as somebody who teaches, it's like I I welcome that. It's like I know that sounds bizarre, but it's like I want the Lord to say I do this different or change this or you did this wrong. I think that's great. I think there's nothing wrong. That's the right thing, and 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 it should be a high standard. Like that, because somebody teaches the wrong gospel, gives the wrong message, or you know, God forbid, is in politics and makes some kind of proclamation about when life is. It's just you know that's disaster land. So I, I think as a as a person who teaches, I love it. I think it's a great verse and it encourages me, not discourages. So great job, brother! Excellent, excellent. Well, I how you feeling, by the way? Uh, I just came off COVID. I'm on my second week. Uh, it's, I'm feeling fine now. It's, it's, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm well, what? I'm good. I'm, I'm done with it. So, um, the Lord carried me through the valley of decision and the valley of death, of the shadow of death. So uh, we, we made it through. So we're going to go on. Well, what's great about the Valley of the Shadow of Death is that you can fear no evil, and that's a wonderful, you know, that that's a, a wonderful thought that the closeness of the Lord is with you. And I want every person who can hear Brother Ace, please pray for our brother tonight. Please pray for him, or the next day or so. Just pray that the Lord will bless and encourage him and touch him physically. I pray that myself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I say, yeah. I still got that cancer problem on my nose. It's uh very serious. It's uh, it's there's a big enough hole to put two Q-tips in it, and uh, I'm still finding that. That's that's one of my disfigurement problems that I'm having to deal with. Which I'm going to check with a physician next week or a, a, a plastic surgeon to see if we can straighten this mess out. So yeah. y'all pray for that. That's probably more important than anything I'm, I'm into right now. Yeah. Anyway, if so well, just I... take that cancer and cast it back in the abyss where it came from. Amen. In the, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And his in blood. the name so of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I agree with you, brother. I agree with you 100%.
Absolutely. Amen, bro. All right. Awesome to hear from you. I love hearing from you. You are such a blessing. And keep being the blessing you are, okay? All right. Thank you, bro. All right. So we're going to take our break. Uh, if I don't take a break, I'll just keep teaching the same thing. You guys will go crazy. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Sure, break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Lydia, the seller of purple, was from which city? Ooh. Ooh. 
sneaky. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Going to send you up to the website and remind you of two things. One, there are encouraging videos and audio on the website. So if you're feeling down, go to the website and listen to some of that stuff. It's there to encourage you in the faith. It has a purpose. And then number two, don't forget the money because we always ask you don't forget the money because we need the money. So don't forget the money. So don't forget about the money. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Well, I, I just, I can't think that it could be, it really can't be anything uh, that I can think of except for a person going off of a diving board that's 5,000 feet in the air and then just getting stuck in the air. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. That was pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to give you props on that. Uh, let's see, the uh, trivia question. <laughs> Juggling popcorn in their mouth. Okay. By the way, I lost my pen over here. I had to reach for another one. I don't know where it is. We'll find it later. All right. Uh, Lydia, the seller of purple, was from which city? Your only only help you're going to get out of that is X16. Just going to give you that. That's a tough one. You got to know that one. The the one before the end is are, those are always tougher on purpose. Just in case you're wondering, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or David at he must increase dot org. Let's do our his tori. Right, now, anybody that knows me, this is something that uh, Dynamite D is still learning, but anybody that knows me will know why this is perhaps the single greatest day ever uh, put together on planet Earth, and that's because National Brownie Day. I love brownies. Love brownies. I mean, I don't like I love My wife goes, what, you want to marry it? <laughs> it's like, uh, either way. I'm just like, yeah, sure. I'm so happy about that. And then Joanna and Cordelia made a like a care package or whatever, and they had brownies in there. It's like, I will share them. <laughs> that was my sacrifice. Uh, today is to pretend to be a time traveler day. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Hmm. Uh, it's National Christmas Tree Day, which makes sense. I mean, that's you know getting close to Christmas, and uh, I had just the worst. I'll probably go over that again because it is just a classic. And uh, and we will also deal with Christmas, the commercialization, and so on. So we're going to do a little bit of that this year. Uh, but before we do that, we'll finish today. And today is also National Lard Day. So I don't know. National Lard Day. Just leave that there. National Lard Day. Last thing I want to say is... Uh, 1967 on this day, Dock of the Bay, Otis Redding finished his recording his hit song, died two days later in a plane crash. The song was released after his death, the first posthumously released song to reach number one on the charts ever. Yep, classic song, classic, classic. All right, did that, we did that. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, all right, so listen, this thing I'm going to teach you, I'm not even going to go really in-depth, uh, I'm going to 
keep it limited because I can do this all day. I just want to go back to this portion of this text. Don't want you to miss this. The trivia question, by the way, uh, Lydia, seller of the purple, seller of purple was from which city? We'll get to that in a second. Uh, here you go. Listen to this. Back up to this text we were at. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on upon all who heard the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles too. And there could be no doubt about it, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Now, stop. Because in the earlier portion of me teaching this, I was not chiding my Baptist heritage, but challenging my Baptist heritage, that says it's got to be sequential in the book of Acts. We know that's just really ridiculous since Genesis 1 is the first chapter of the Bible. Genesis 2 goes backwards after the end of verse 1. So it's not sequential in, in Genesis 1 and 2. Okay, so that's just silly. All right, forget that. However, there is another problem on the Pentecostal charismatic side of things. Remember, I'm a Baptist, right? And so here's the other side of the coin, and that is this. Well, you see, tongues, that's the key. you got to be speaking in tongues. First of all, the idea is simply this, that there's an evidence of the Holy Spirit. But what's being missed, let me just say this, because the Bible talks about people being filled with the Holy Spirit, the room being full of his presence, them speaking the word of God boldly, witnessing boldly. Whatever the Holy Spirit does in somebody is whatever the Holy Spirit does. There's not one sign only. If a person loves their enemy, they've got more of the Holy Spirit than anybody's speaking in tongues. And as a person who speaks in tongues, I can definitely say— I understand all levels on that, but that's not the big miss. Here is the big miss, and this is the thing that irks me. Then listen to what is being said. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out. As soon as you say that, people say the gift of the Holy Spirit, tongues. Wrong. That's not. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. This is the problem that we're having. It's God himself living inside of people. That's the gift. The gift is the Holy Spirit. The problem is that people think that there's going to be some sign to it. The Holy Spirit himself is the gift. How can you prove the Holy Spirit's living in you? If you've got the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's a pretty good indicator, isn't it? Uh, let's see, love, joy, peace, patience, uh, kindness, goodness, uh, you know, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're operating in that, odds are pretty good. The Holy Spirit's inside you, right? Since that's fruit of the Spirit. But let's understand something about the Holy Spirit living inside of you. The Holy Spirit himself is the gift. People are like, oh, the sign gifts. And then they go down this road and so on and so forth. It's like, dude. God is the gift. Don't you get that? That's what Jesus did. He came to be one of us. That's the gift. What's his name? Emmanuel. God with us. That's the gift. The gift is not a sign. The gift is God himself. It's an insult. An insult to say that the gift of the Holy Spirit is some other, th it's him. 
He is the gift. By the way, there's no way to write their lo- the laws on their hearts and minds apart from the Holy Spirit being inside of you. Oh, yeah, there's another part, huh? Oh, Dave, be quiet. Don't make me go down this road. I'm telling you. Don't you be like, I'm just being nice about the whole thing right now. Uh, Lydia, the seller of purple, was from which city? Thyatira. Thyatira is the name, okay? Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what, what? keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, uh, rotation uh, from the moon and from the the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel. (laughs) One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with with, uh, the moon and the sun. And without it, the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge. And a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we ask you our final trivia question. This is found, by the way, in Genesis chapter 3. As a result of Adam's sin, what became cursed? As a result of Adam's sin, what became cursed? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. Okay? All right. As a result of Adam's sin, what became uh, cursed? Okay. Leave that there. Um, okay. Uh, Al, that was a good follow-up. Let me just say that real quickly. Uh, somebody calling in, so I'm going to assume they're going to go with the triv. And then this list, last little section is going to be – it's not going to be you. superbly different, but it's going to be get, – got that same flavor. Nobody uh, said women did that. Huh? Nobody said women did that. Nobody said anything yet. Okay, all right. Okay, so let's get the caller come in. Uh, have send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dr. David, Captain Rogers. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. You know, I am I'm doing really, really well today. I got to say, I am blessed today. I love the show. I love the people that we engage with. I love it when you call in. I mean, I just, I really enjoy all of our fellowship. It's just one of those blessing things. It's like the rest of the day has its moments. <laughs> This is more fun. So, All right, my brother. I'm going to give you the shot. It's going to be straightforward. I have great confidence in you, but I'm going to give a little freedom because some people are asking just a little outside the realm. As a result of Adam's sin, not directly, what became cursed? Well, uh, you're going to have to consider Adam, okay. uh, the ground, okay. Eve, the serpent, and death was brought into the world. There you go. This you you just hit a grand slam. Wow. I mean that I don't think I've ever had that happen. You answered every possible whatever it is. It's like you got Adam, you got Eve, the serpent was, the ground was cursed and then death came in and it's just like wow. Sir, hats off to you. You you deserve the salute. That was an excellent answer. And a salute back to you for sharing with everyone. Well, that was a great. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bookmark that. That was really good stuff. Wow, great job. Thank you. Is there anything okay. we can pray for you about? Uh, just the usual stuff with everybody, the world, the Congress, the leadership, the uh, stuff that's going on in society. Uh, you got it. Yeah, you just want the Lord to go, dee, 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 it's time. <laughs> That's what it's I way beyond time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like at any moment, like now is good. <laughs> Excellent job. I will continue to pray for you on an everyday basis, okay, brother? Okay, thank you, sir, and All a right. blessed day to you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, phenomenal. We just got great people. That's all just, you know, you guys, let me tell you something. This show, I mean, I get to I get to MC it, okay? But, I mean, this is a, 
Uh, by the way, I never even knew what MC stood for until about five years ago. Was that terrible? Masters of Ceremony. Oh, wow. I know. I didn't know. Who knew that? Just MC was, that's the guy that's running it. <laughs> that's what it used to be. All right, let me finish this text. I don't want to uh, miss out because I got papers all over the place and I'm falling all over the place here. All right, so after this thing, uh, here's Peter. He, uh, we're in verse 40, so we're like verse 47 ish uh it says this he says this uh, there could be no about no doubt about it because everybody's speaking in tongue and praising god then peter asked here's verse 47 can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the holy spirit just as we did so for those people that think you don't receive i i just can't i, I i'm having the hardest time with people that go well you don't receive the lord it's like it's exactly what you do you acknowledge, you accept. Now, whether you do that in full-on repentance or whether you do that in a moment where he comes and visits you or whatever, who cares? I mean, how could you possibly care? The idea, though, is that Jesus knocks on your heart. Remember, he wrote that to a church, and you open the door. Now, I, you can give all the illustrations you want, but he's making it clear. Hey, you got to receive. And so people that receive, you got to receive. Some people, they feel so unworthy, they won't even receive the fullness of mercy from God in their lives. I understand that because I often feel unworthy. I often feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the right. But I, you got to use faith to push above that and say, even though I'm not worthy, God is better than my unworthiness. He's a better Savior than I'm a sinner, and because of that, I'm going to step up in faith and say, I receive it. And that's how things take place. So he says, Peter asks, can anyone object to their being baptized now that they've received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Cornelius was an idiot. He was <laughs> The power of God was all over the place. It's like, hang out. <laughs> stay here. I want you to hang out with us, okay? But there's controversy in the church for no reason again that has to do with the baptizing formula. Oh, boy. You, have you ever noticed that all of the problems that the church really does have, it's not It's not really about Jesus being Lord. Those people that don't believe he's Lord, that's her, uh, heretical teaching. Uh, I'm talking about these formulas, the formula for how the Holy Spirit comes, the formula for baptism, the formula for this, formula for that. You know, no wonder we're all we all need to start off with baby formula because <laughs> we can't figure it out. It's like baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. So then people go, see, you're supposed to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus in Matthew 28 20 says, Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even though that word name is singular uh, in the Greek. And then people are like, Well, well, that's that's in the gospels. Yeah, but it's after the resurrection. It's the directions for the disciples. So Jesus says, baptize in the name of Jesus of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Peter says, baptize in 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 the name of Jesus Christ. And people are saying, No, it's gotta be this, it's gotta be this. That's just dumb. Let me. I'm going to be as nice as I can. That's dumb. You think when somebody gets baptized, if they if they were aware that it had to be said a certain way, they wouldn't do it? I mean, that's just ridiculous. What? That's the kind of thinking we got to get out. That's legalisms. Get out of that stuff, right? 
I was baptized in the name of Jesus. I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I was baptized just in the name of Jesus. I was baptized in the name of the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. All of those, because I was baptized like six times. Uh, The point is this. That's not the issue. If a person comes and presents themselves before the Lord, and they're there to be baptized, they're not seeking to be disobedient. Nobody's trying to do this wrong. And it's like that thinking is so legal. Stop it. If you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ only, fine. But don't put what you need on the person next to you who loves Jesus just as much as you do. That's ridiculous. That's your brother. That's your sister whom Christ died for. Don't do that. And if you want to say, no, it's got to be in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, same, sta- same statement. I'm not going to repeat it. Same thing. Stop that. If somebody gets baptized in the name of Jesus, you think God's up there going, they forgot the Father and the Holy Spirit. Oh, no. It's like, come on. How silly is this? Formulas, right? All I can think of is baby formulas. <laughs> Church needs to stop freaking out over formulas. That would be the wisest thing the church can do, okay? Receive. Act, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 11, verse 13. The Holy Father gives the Holy Spirit to them that ask. Per- perfect present tense. Ask and receive and be blessed in him. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.